I am Dr. Barbara Kiel, and some clients of mine prefer to call me Dr. Bibi. And to be honest, I quite like it. Welcome to my podcast. To be honest, a podcast that is born out of mental health efficacy. I believe in the power of intention, and my intention for this podcast is to educate whoever wishes to listen, and to make a paradigm shift in how we perceive mental illness. I also believe mental health education is key, and that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is to invest. In your own mental health. Let's face it, we all need to learn how our minds work, and have the skills to deal with life's ups and downs. And more importantly, let us strengthen our ability to better connect with and support each other. Strong, empathetic. Nurturing and caring relationships have the power to prevent everyday challenges from becoming more concerning issues like mental illness. The responsibility to renew focus on your own mental well-being begins now. Let us set the energy of this episode together. You may wish to put your hand on your heart and close your eyes, unless you're driving or operating heavy machinery. So take a deep breath in, and as you exhale, let your thoughts go. Let any tension in your body go. Let your worries go, and let your past go. Now take a moment to plug into the greater energy of the universe. Feel your heart, and imagine us all connected in a unified field of divine white light. And know that you are safe. All is well, and so it is. So take another deep breath in, and exhale out loud with a sigh. And when you are ready, slowly open your eyes. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to To Be Honest. I would like to give a shout out to those of you who took the time to write to me in the past week, and I'm glad you have enjoyed the material on addiction, specifically addiction to love and relationships. Some of you have reminded me that I have promised. To share with you what healthy love and relationship looks like. So thank you for the reminder, and that is exactly what I'm going to do in this episode. To be honest, some brave souls admitted in your email to me that you recognize symptoms of addictive love and also unhealthy dependency in yourself and your relationship. So I would like to commend you on your bravery, courage. And trust in me to share that. And my brave audience, the truth of the matter is, you aren't alone. 
in our struggle to end our sense of isolation, pain, and irrelevancy, we often find ourselves caught in the web of needfulness. Yes, indeed, that means none of us is immune to being needy sometimes. So let me elaborate a little bit more on、uh, what it means to be in love. Now, quote unquote, be in love means to stand in the middle of love and have the courage to put love into all of our relationships. A love relationship is not a neat little package. There is no one formula. I wish there is. It is alive. It needs to be fed, protected, and educated. That means we need to learn how to enter a relationship, how to be in the relationship, and how to let go of unhealthy relationships. We can learn what a loving relationship looks like and develop skills to help form and maintain such a relationship. So now I'm going to share with you some of the signs of healthy. Love meaning healthy belonging. The first healthy belonging sign is to allow for oneness and separateness. Now, what does that mean? Although mature lovers may describe their closeness as oneness, they also have a clear sense of being separate individuals. So that is,、uh, both oneness and separateness are experienced, and they are not contradictory. It is all about interdependent rather than codependent, because in addictive love we feel we are being consumed, while healthy love allows for individuality. A healthy relationship allows each person to change and grow in separate ways without one feeling threatened. Such freedom is possible because of the respect, healthy esteem, and trust in a partner. Individual thoughts and feelings are accepted, not suppressed. Also, our body and mind can remain relaxed when differences and conflicts arise, because differences are acceptable, and resolution of conflicts is considered a part of normal everyday life. And rightly so, if you think about it. There are two individuals with very different background, so of course. There will be differences and conflicts every now and then. It's absolutely healthy and normal. Now remember, each partner knows they are not responsible for the other's feelings, and they are self-directed enough not to panic when the loved one is mentally preoccupied elsewhere. Naturally, the next healthy belonging sign is to have healthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries are necessary to experience oneness and separateness. Think of a healthy boundary as anything that distinguishes you from someone else in thoughts, words, feelings, and actions or behaviors. Let's be honest. Without healthy boundaries, it will be a codependent relationship, or one of the partners will definitely lose their authenticity. So let me remind you: healthy boundary skills include the following: owning and protecting the inner child within you, 
stepping aside from a situation and observing it before acting, meaning keep a cool mind, knowing what you want and need, and expressing it directly instead of using manipulation. Be mindful to take the time you need to respond to others' perceptions and not swallowing whole. Knowing your limits and stating them, thinking about what people are asking of you, and being free to say no. Remember, no is a full sentence. Another healthy boundary is saying so if you feel invaded or if someone crosses your boundary. Not personalizing others' criticisms of you. That means don't take anything personally. Trusting your intuition. Last and definitely not least, developing the uniqueness that distinguishes you from others. Okay, the third sign of healthy belonging is to create a feeling of safety. Now, an important sign of a healthy relationship, whether with a friend or a romantic partner, is feeling safe in it. Safe to be you, safe to be honest, safe to ask for what you need, and safe to disagree, meaning to say no to your partner's requests at times. Why is that so important? Because when we feel safe, our hearts and bodies are relaxed and open. So when feeling safe, we experience a sense of warmth, zest, and desire to reach out to and be with another person. Feeling safe is a prerequisite to trusting someone, and trust is the foundation of a healthy relationship. Now, here are five characteristics that tell us someone is safe to trust. First characteristic is acceptance. That means unconditional positive regard. So, when in disagreement, the person that can be trusted will say something like, "I may not agree with you or like how you do things, but my caring for you is unwavering." Number two characteristic is openness. Someone might say, "I will take risks with you and respectfully share who I am, what I feel, what I think, and what I do." Third characteristic is reliability. That person might say, "You can count on my being there, and my support for you will be strong." Fourth characteristic is congruence, and that person might say, "I will work to make my words and actions match." And the fifth and last characteristic is integrity. That person might believe and say something like, "I will honor my word to you." If I fail you or me, I will own it and make my apology. Now, my audience, please take note. When one's thoughts and actions do not match, however, if they acknowledge the inconsistency, that can make them congruent. For example, someone might say, "I do love you, but I have problems expressing love." That alone puts a person into congruence. In other words, when someone is aware and honest enough to acknowledge their shortcomings to you, that will make you feel safe, right? And when you feel safe, you trust.
Let me tell you about Cynthia's story. This is what she shared. When John first told me about his sexual addiction, I was devastated. I got so low, I considered taking my own life. I had to ask myself if I loved him. I had to ask myself if I was willing to work on myself. Then I had to ask if I was willing to give the relationship some time. And the answer to all three was yes. I have to admit, initially my joy and passion for the relationship were shaken to the core, not to mention my commitment to it. I knew the importance of respect and openness. I had said I loved John without conditions, and this was definitely to be the test. And I knew that to trust again, our words and behaviors had to match. I was wise enough to know I could not restore trust alone. He also needs to trust me and to work on himself. So in front of our marriage counselor, we both agreed to be brutally honest with each other. As scary as it was, we identified why we stayed in denial for years, and we saw how our dishonesty blew up in our faces. Listening to each other's pain and story was, well, oddly enough, creating a feeling of safety. It has been more than a year now, and we are still working hard at it. I have learned a lot about myself, and I have grown, and I am no longer the old Cynthia. I understand I can still treat him with the respect and love of a committed relationship. And it takes two to make it happen. And this, to me, seems to be what true love is about. Loving and no matter what if both are willing to grow from a broken promise. One cannot and should not do it alone. It needs both parties to work hard at it. Okay, another sign of healthy belonging is bring out the best qualities in ourselves and others. To be honest, this is a rather subtle but very visible and wonderful aspect of mature love. As a matter of fact, um, it invites us to a higher quality of life because it urges from our depths the highest human qualities, such as respect, patience, self-discipline, commitment, cooperation, generosity, kindness, active listening, and humility. Now, one advantage of feeling the pleasure chemicals in the new love relationship is that it seems to bring out the best in us, isn't it? Think about that. We are more fun, talkative, engaging, romantic, considerate, and giving. We listen to what others have to say, we apologize when we hurt someone, and we are generally a nicer person. So my audience, in other words, if you feel special, serene, and good about yourself when around the object of your affections, meaning your friends or partner, and these feelings are there more often than not, uh, this is a healthy relationship. Remember this, love is not painful. If you feel more pain than happiness in your relationship, it is a toxic one for sure. Of course, we all have our bad days and say and do things we later regret. But if the relationship is safe and supportive, we do bounce back, make our amends and get on with life. 
So, in other words, the better our self-esteem, the easier it is to own our shortcomings and not project them onto others. The challenge is to remember what you were like when you were newly in the relationship, and those are the qualities that you want to continue to develop and maintain. The next healthy belonging sign is to accept endings. The death of a relationship is painful, no doubt. But mature people have enough respect for themselves and sometimes their partners to cope when love is over. Mature people know how to let go of unsalvageable、uh, relationships, just as they are able to survive crises in healthy ones. Even in their grief, they do not doubt they will love again some day. Deep down, we know we can survive pain, although there is no denying its power over us. It's important to bear in mind, although we have a responsibility to honor commitments and do what we can do to heal our half of the relationship, we must not be shamed into staying in relationships at all costs. We must learn to differentiate when a person leaves or stays in a relationship for the right reasons from when a person leaves or stays for the wrong reasons. There is a difference. A healthy person knows when enough is enough, when it is time to let go, no matter how painful it is. The next healthy belonging sign is. Encourage self-sufficiency and self-esteem. An important step for anyone to learn is to be alone with oneself, without distracting oneself by their cell phone, TV, smoking, or drinking. This ability is precisely a condition for the ability to love. Why, you may ask? It is because mature love occurs when we realize we are substantial alone. That we no longer need, as we needed in infancy and childhood, because we are now grown and mature people, and we know that we have qualities within us that make us complete. So, in a healthy relationship, both individuals have a sense of self-esteem and well-being. They trust themselves and others. They love themselves unconditionally, without guilt and shame. Now, since there are many other signs of healthy belonging that I won't be able to cover them all in this episode, let me end with one of the most important signs, and that is not afraid to show feelings. As a matter of fact, recently a client asked why in the world she should get in touch with her feelings. So my answer to her was: Without ownership of your feelings, there would be no emotional honesty, and without emotional honesty, there would be no emotional intimacy. It's just that simple. To be honest, she was, and like so many are, too afraid to show emotions, too afraid to discuss emotions. And too shut down because of earlier trauma to know what she was feeling. So, my audience, feelings can be tricky. I know, and not all feelings are legitimate. That's why it's important for you to understand、uh, the following three types of feelings. The first type in the psychology world, we label it as reactive feelings. A feeling that makes sense for a given situation. 
we feel it, figure out an action plan or feel the feeling and let go. We are not attached to the feeling. For example, we will feel sad when a relationship ends. It's absolutely normal. The second type is what we coined as rubber band feeling. And that is a feeling that is out of proportion to what is happening. And we do not understand why. It is related to some feeling-loaded event in the past that we stuffed inside and forgot about. And in relationships, rubber band feelings are called triggers or emotional soft spots. For example, we might feel scared when we meet someone who reminds us of the person who sexually abused us in the past. And the third and last type of feeling is racket. It is our favorite bad feeling. When a reactive feeling such as sadness was disapproved of, we found a substitute feeling that was acceptable to those around us, such as self-righteous anger, shame, inadequacy, loneliness, anxiety, and even false happiness. And a core belief system such as quote-unquote I am bad keeps the record feeling alive. However, when in a healthy relationship, we have the ability to self-regulate our moods, control our impulses, delay gratification, persist despite frustration, motivate ourselves, and have empathy for others. Now, we have the ability to read our feelings, distinguish between the three categories of feelings that I just shared, Think about our feelings and act on them. For example, when we feel sad, we think about why we are sad, right? We acknowledge the want or need, we give it a voice, and then let go. Now, if the need or want is met, we feel relief. If not, we grieve the loss and get on with life. To be honest, asking directly for what we need or telling someone what we feel is one of the biggest challenges I have encountered as a therapist working with couples. And this is also one of the reasons why I enjoy working with them in couples counseling. So my audience, thank you for listening. Until next week, stay safe, learn heaps, and find the courage to be honest. Bye for now. You can find this podcast, to be honest, on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and my website, www.drbarbarakiao.com. D-R-B-A-R-B-A-R-A-K-I-A-O.com. 